team at My Mortgage are all about making it easy to buy your first home. So we've put together some conversations where Claire and Greg talk about the process and share some of our top tips to help you on your journey. Kia ora team, welcome along to the My Mortgage podcast and today Greg and I are going to talk about making offers on properties and this is actually something we get heaps of questions about so we want to just cover off, basically empty our heads of all the knowledge that we have on this because it's something that's really practical and helpful for our first home buyers. So let's kick this all off. What is making an offer? This is kind of the exciting part, right? Because normally we've spoken to our clients, got an idea of how much you can borrow. Maybe you've got a full pre-approval from the bank. Maybe you've got an indication from us of how much you can borrow and you've found a property that you like. So then you're going to make an offer. And making an offer is basically saying to the person who is selling the house, hey, we're going to give you this much money, but here's some things we want to sort out first is generally what it means to make an offer. And that'll get all written up in what's called a sale and purchase agreement. Sale and purchase agreement is a technical word basically for, hey, this is how much I'm going to pay you and these are the things I want to sort out first. It's a contract. It's got dates in it. Your solicitor will want to look over that. You want to make sure you get them to look over it. And there's, yeah, some things. So clear, what are some of those things we say, this is how much we're going to offer. We'll come back to that actual number amount in a second. But here are the things that I want to do first. What are some of those things? So these are called conditions on your sale and purchase agreement and you're going to meet those while you're sort of doing your due diligence on the property really. So one of the most common conditions is finance. Obviously that's hand up our domain and essentially it is confirming with the bank that you are in a position to settle the purchase price with a bank offer and perhaps some deposits. So we'll talk more about that deposit split later. Finance is really important because there might be things like getting KiwiSaver withdrawals, getting a gift or a loan from family. There might be a registered valuation required We might even just need to get the bank to approve the property. There might be something a wee bit wrong with it. We cover that in a couple of other podcasts, but finance is a really important one. Second one is what we call a LIM report. So it is Land Information Memorandum. Yay, legal words. Every council essentially has information on file about the property that you're buying. So if there's been a fireplace added, they will have some information about that to make sure that that's compliant. So In the LIM report, often you can see things like that. So it hasn't been consented or there's been something that's happened throughout the time that the property has been standing. Or sometimes it can also be that there's a a water pipe under your property or you can't build in a certain area, you can't do certain things in certain parts of that property. So those are really important. The other things that can come up are around cross leases and flats plans. We've covered that in another podcast, so that's also important to look at. With those limb reports, one thing we're noticing at the moment, so two things, either you can go and get one from the council yourself or your solicitor will get that for you, but we are actually seeing some properties now being sold with a limb report. So when you go to make an offer, the real estate agent will say, and here's the limb report. And that's people selling the property, vendors, just wanting to take away one extra barrier they're like three or 400 bucks to get. So some vendors are just going, hey, we'll just pay for that. Everyone can get the limb report and it just takes away a barrier. So check with the real estate agent that they don't already have that limb report. Yeah, absolutely. The next one is a building report. So we highly recommend this just to basically get a builder to come and have a look at the property for you. Now, this can take a few different forms. So you can get an official building report done. You can contact a proper building inspector and we have some that we recommend. But you can also get someone qualified to have a look at the property on your behalf. They may not provide a report, but they can provide you a bit of a, hey, yep, this property is sound, or hey, these are the things you need to look at. 
A classic example I had was a client whose father was a builder and he looked under the property and all of the joists that were underneath the floor were basically faulty and it ended up in the end that we actually went and got a building report because she then had to go back to the vendor to say, hey, this is wrong and I didn't think it was wrong when I made my offer so can we drop some money off the price? So that's just an example of sometimes when we might go and get a building report but often people say, hey, look, I'm not getting an official report and then the bank generally will be happy with that. A couple of slightly less common clauses but still there quite often is a meth test. So if the property's been a rental property or there is reason to believe that there might have been meth in the property, get that checked. And then the other one is what we call a solicitor's approval. So that's the solicitor having a look at the property, the title, making sure that there's nothing funny or out of line, I suppose, there. And the solicitor's approval clause is generally there if they haven't viewed a sale and purchase agreement before you're buying the property. So ideally, when you want to make an offer, the agent will say, cool, yep, we're ready, here's the agreement, and the solicitor will actually check it over before you make the offer. But if that isn't the case, then you probably want to have a solicitor's approval clause in there of about five days just to make sure that they've had a look at the property and there's nothing wrong with it. So then another thing that goes in that sale and purchase agreement is the deposit that you're going to pay. Now, a little bit of, we've talked about this in other podcasts as well, but a little bit of confusion around deposits. So we talk about deposits in terms of like how much you're bringing to the purchase of a property versus how much the bank is bringing to the purchase of a property. So, you know, we might be saying, hey, have you got 10% deposit, 15%, 20%, whatever. On a sale and purchase agreement, there's actually a little section there that says when you go unconditional, so when you've met all those conditions Claire just talked about, you need to pay a deposit to secure the property so that they can't sell it to anyone else. And by default, that'll say 10%. Now, it doesn't have to be 10%. You could change that and you could say it's going to be 5%. It can be, hey, I've got $20,000 sitting in my bank account. The rest of it's coming from KiwiSaver. Let's just do $20,000. The only person that really affects is the real estate agent. They might have to wait a little bit longer for their commission. But other than that, it won't make any difference to your offer that you're going to make. Just be aware of that. If you've got funds that are coming from different places to make up that deposit, maybe you've got some funds in a term deposit and you want to actually keep them there until the settlement of the property. Maybe you're getting money from grandparents or something like that, and they want to hold on to that money for as long as possible, then potentially putting in a smaller deposit on that unconditional day could be an option. And you can use your KiwiSaver for that deposit. You just need a bit more time, so 15 days. On the 15 days thing, Claire, so you mentioned all of those conditions. They often will have a timeframe associated with them. So how long do we need for those conditions? Yeah, it depends a little bit on your situation, but very broadly, I'd say if you've got KiwiSaver, you want to add maybe 10 to 15 days in total for your finance clause. Generally, a building report will take about a week, so maybe 10 days for that maximum. Solicitor's approval normally can be done in five days. Limb report, they sometimes take a bit longer. You can get a quick one that's a little bit more expensive, but generally they say 10 to 15 working days for that too. So if all things are equal and you're not up against other people competing for the property, then those are probably the ideal timeframes. But if we've already got a pre-approval, your solicitor's really onto it and they're ready to submit your application for KiwiSaver and things like that. Or if you could get some temporary money to pay that deposit so you don't have to get KiwiSaver for the deposit payment, then we can actually shorten that clause down as well. The other thing that can take a while is the registered valuation, although those timeframes have actually improved in the last probably six months. But let's say that's 10 working days as well. So yeah, generally 10 to 15 if we can get it 
But if you're looking at vendors who want answers before that, then we can also connect and make a bit of a plan around that. Yeah, and sometimes you might do some of that due diligence before you make the offer. So you might get yeah, your absolutely. mate who's a builder to come and check it out. You might get the limb report before you've made that offer. We can get property signed off with the banks beforehand. Like if you've got a pre-approval already, they could sign it off and say, yep, that's cool. And then you can shorten those right down. In terms of that kind of whole situation, what about buying at auction? Because when you buy at auction, it's a cash unconditional offer on the day. So we won't go into too much detail about this, but Claire, do you want to give a quick rundown on how that works? Yep, absolutely. So auctions, yep, fall of a hammer is the same as confirming agreement unconditional. So with an auction, we just need to be really prepared. You want to do your checks and balances before, so your builders, your limb, often your solicitor's approval. And then from a finance perspective, we just want to make sure that the bank is happy with the property. So we need to be a bit more organised here. We need to already have a pre-approval. We need to tick off any required conditions that the bank might have. And the other key thing is that you need to have your deposit available on the day. So this can take a few different forms. If you do have KiwiSaver for the purchase of the property, that won't be available on unconditional day or on the day of the auction. So often either you reduce the deposit payment down to how much you do have, that might be 10 grand, it might be 20, or sometimes parents can cover that difference. So just to be clear, let's say mum and dad footed the bill for the 25k deposit on the day of the auction. On settlement day, your KiwiSaver comes in and effectively replaces that money. So after the settlement of the property, your parents can then get that money back, provided that they don't want to gift it to you or loan it to you. But assuming if it's a temporary thing, then you can get that back on settlement. People always ask us like, oh, how much should I offer? Like, should I negotiate on this property? Should I put in my best offer? Do I just want to put my maximum? Often we get people pre-approved for more than they want to spend. And then they go, oh, let's just put in that amount. So the question is always like, how much do I offer? And my advice here, and Claire, feel free to jump in. My advice is always, well, is it a multi-offer situation where you've got multiple people bidding on that property? Or are you the only one that's making an offer at the moment? And that all depend on the market. 2020, 2021, things were crazy and people were having to put in unconditional offers, do all of their due diligence up front really quickly, and were having to put in their best offer straight away. Now the market's a little bit different and we are actually seeing people being able to negotiate back and forward a little bit. So if, for example, and the agent has to tell you if there's other people putting in offers and they have to tell you if you're the only offer that's been put forward. So if you've got multiple offers being put forward, what you want to do is go, cool, what's the price that we would be happy to pay for this property? And if someone wants to pay more and we miss out, that's okay. And that's what you want to put your offer in. Put your best foot forward. That doesn't mean you put in every thing you've got available to you because it might not be worth that amount. But if there's more offers being put on the property, then you want to put it your best foot forward straight away. If there's no one else, then feel free to go, hey, we know you might want 850 for this property. We're only going to offer you 800. And let's just see what they come back with and you know a bit of back and forth from there. So that's something to be aware of in terms of that. Claire, something to add? I've got a couple of other tips and tricks. The other thing we can do to make your offer more attractive is to remove conditions or reduce those totally. timeframes. So what I talked about before was sort of ideal, but you can talk to us or your solicitor around doing some of that due diligence early so we have less conditions. Fenders generally will accept a lower offer with less conditions, very generally, depends on their motivations, because they can then confirm that the property sold earlier. The other thing I advise people on is go with weird random numbers. If you think your top dollar is 800, go 798. 
You know, make it a bit weird because often people think in round numbers and when you're $2,000 ahead of them with less conditions, they'll be like, hell yeah, that's the offer I'm going to take. So I think that's a really clever one. And also, yeah, just with negotiation, often if you are the only person, there'll be a bit of to and fro. So the the agent really earns their, their dollars here and they can be really good at managing vendor expectations as well. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah, and, and one last thing is just be wary. Real estate agents, lots of them are amazing. Just be wary early on in the process telling the real estate agent exactly how much you've got to spend. You just want to be careful. They're obviously working for the vendor most of the time, the person selling the property. So just be aware. This is not saying that all real estate agents are dodgy. There's lots of amazing real estate agents out there that we love working with who are really good people, but they are looking to get the most money for their vendor. So just be aware of keeping some of that stuff slightly close to your chest. And I think the best real estate agents are the ones who are really open and honest about the property as well and will work to get a deal together to make it all happen. So yeah, most of the ones we work with are great. Absolutely. To wrap up, just wanting to say that this is the part of the process that's really exciting. There are a few things to consider, but I think listening to this podcast will give you a really good breakdown of some of the things you need to consider. And yeah, making an offer, get out there, take some action. Super exciting. Best part of the process. Yeah. Thanks so much, Greg, for all of your knowledge today. Thanks, Claire. We will see you guys next time. Wherever you're at, you can get in touch with our friendly, easygoing team and get some advice tailored just for you. At My Mortgage, we never say no, only here's the plan. And we're happy to take the time to take you through the process and make it easy. My Mortgage, making home loans more fun and less boring since 2012.